0: Hey guys, welcome back to We Met at Acme. I just want to say that I hope everyone is staying safe out there. It's a really scary time. We've never experienced this before in our lifetimes and you know, a pandemic is really serious and I hope that everyone's taking it as seriously as they should be and staying at home and, you know, social distancing and self-quarantining if they don't feel good. And, you know, if you're young, don't go out and get a test if it's, you know, getting better every day. Just assume that you do have Corona and just act accordingly. It's Monday, March 23rd. I don't know by the time this episode comes out, it'll be the 29th. I don't know what new developments will have happened by then, but I hope that we're all still safe and um, we're still doing what's best for everyone, I guess. So. I'm just going to get into it, talk a little bit about my new relationship because it's been a hot topic and a lot of people wanted me to talk about it on Instagram, but the podcast is very important to me and I wanted to talk about it here as well. So basically, I, I've i always known this person. They went to high school with one of my best friends from college and so I knew who they were, but I didn't really know anything about them and had barely had a conversation with them other than formalities and i ran into them a few months ago and just felt this i i wouldn't say connection but so, i felt something i felt like this is someone that i really want to get to know and i just i can't believe i never saw this person in that way before and i was really excited about it so i couldn't stop thinking about them and I had broken up with my boyfriend and I was still thinking about this person. And so I was like, fuck it. And I reached out to them and I said something like, I'm single, by the way, like I'm newly single. Would you want to go out sometime? And I think that that's totally okay, by the way. And I always talk about how initiating texts or like initiating with a guy for the first time is so fine, as long as you kind of let them take it from there. But ironically, all of my rules kind of went out the window. He came to my mixer and I just like couldn't really give him a- the attention that I wanted to give him. There were so many people there. It was at my event. So I had to go around and talk to everyone. And an ex of mine showed up, not my most recent ex, but another ex and like kind of interrupted our conversation. So there was, there were a lot of interruptions. So I asked him if he would like to get coffee, and um, actually, he was really cute about it. So this episode is about sobriety, so this is funny. I told him something that he said when we ran into each other, and he was like, "I didn't say that. You must have been blacked out." And I was like, "Haha, that's funny because I don't drink." And he listened to that because then when he asked me out, he he was like, "Do you want to get coffee or water sometime?" And I thought that was really cute and showed that he, you know, was someone who listens, which is such an important quality. And so then we went and we got coffee. It was really nice. We kind of, it was kind of like an interview at first. We were talking about like the world and what we do and where we're from. And then he like got right into it and he was like, so like, why did you and your ex break up? And I really liked that he wasn't afraid to ask that because, I mean, I would not be comfortable going out with someone who was just like, you know, a week or so out of their relationship. I would be like, there's no way they're over their ex and blah, blah, blah. And I want to know everything, but I'm scared to ask. And I really admired that he just like went out and asked like right away. And then we talked about that and I got had the opportunity to ask him about his past relationships since he had opened that conversation for me. And then after the date, we texted a little bit, but he didn't ask me on a second date. And I thought it was so weird because I knew, like I just knew that we had vibed and I knew that he was into it. Like there was just no question in my mind, especially like, you know, when I ran into him a few weeks back, like he kind of hit on me in a way that made it really clear that he had a crush on me. So I had already had the confidence to kind of like initiate again. And I was with my friend Juliet and she was like, you should really, you know, ask him out like on on a second date or like, like at least text him. And I was like, no, no, like I don't do that. That's so crazy. But I really wanted to see him again. So I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Like I literally have nothing to lose. So I texted him and I was like, just because I asked you on a first date, doesn't mean I'm not going to ask you on a second And it worked in my favor. We ended up going out on a second date. It was a really cute date. We went to Cafe Select, this place in Soho. And actually, funny, his friends were at the same restaurant. I think they were like just fucking with him. Um, But it was funny because I got to meet his friends like literally on our second date. And it was a really cute date. And we got sat in this like back area that's kind of blocked off from the rest of the restaurant. And we had dinner and during dinner, I played the 36 questions that lead to love game with him. But like, I only asked a few of the questions and I didn't say it was like the 36 questions that lead to love. I was just like, there's this fun question thing. I want to ask you a few of these questions. And it ended up being a really good icebreaker for us and like way to get to know each other better, faster. And one of the questions was like, name three things you think we have in common, which is so funny because we didn't know each other at that point. Like we just, we, all we knew was, I guess, like what we learned about each other on the first date or so, but it was, it it was like, there was nothing. And I forgot what he said, but his were really good. I said something like, I said, we're both afraid to be vulnerable, which is funny. I kind of knew that about him because he is a cancer and cancer's like have a shell up and until they are able to kind of open the shell and let people in. And then like once they let people in, they're like so giving and like loving that they like try to protect themselves until that moment. And for me, I'm just scared of being vulnerable. That's like, I can't really, I can't really justify it with astrology. Maybe it's just because of the past, but yeah, it's, it's a thing for me. So I said that and he agreed and, and it was really cute and then he was like, wait, you forgot one. And I was like, what? And he's like, we both want to kiss each other right now. was so cute. And then he got up from the table and kissed me. And it was really adorable. And then um, essentially we've been dating ever since. And, you know, going out on dates or like going out at night together every now and then, talking all the time. He was not a great texter in the beginning. And it's funny because so many people reach out and they're like, well, if he's not a good texter, like, does that mean anything? I think like if they like you, they become a good texter because he all of a sudden like was a horrible texter at first and then all of a sudden like was a pretty good texter. Maybe he just knew that that was like something that I needed slash wanted in a partner and he just kind of rose to the occasion. But either way, if they like you, they'll get in touch with you. And um, we made it official last week. We were in my apartment I had just cooked for us and Al Green let's stay together came on and he kind of like picked me up to dance with him and we were dancing and he said it in a really cute way he was just like I'm crazy about you Um, like the world is nuts but like I know like the one thing that has been consistent for me is are my feelings for you and he said other things, but I kind of like I obviously blacked out um, mentally because I was so nervous and excited. And then I was like, of course, I want to be your girlfriend. And it was really cute. And um, a few of you had asked if I have spoken to my ex. I haven't spoken to my ex. I assume he knows if he doesn't know. Uh, great. Um, but it's not my place to tell him like he you know, w- we are broken up. We shouldn't be communicating necessarily like we have to live our own lives and I would never reach out to an ex and be like hey by the way I have a new boyfriend like that's just not classy in my opinion I wouldn't want him to reach out and tell me that so I'm just k- kind of like treating him as I would want to be treated but um I still wish him all the best and still think he's a great person just not the person for me and I'm really enjoying um my new relationship and I'm excited to see where it goes I know that it's all new for him to be so public. So I really want to respect that. And um, after, you know, telling you about the beginning stories, I'll probably try to keep most things private just between us. And um, that's all I got. So I hope you enjoy this episode with Sarah. She's amazing, beautiful, sober lady and friend of mine. And um, I really can't wait to hear your feedback. So enjoy. Hey guys, welcome back to We Met at Acme. I'm so thrilled to be here with my friend and esteemed writer, Sarah Levy. Hi. What's up? I'm so
1: excited to be here. So
0: for anyone who doesn't know, Sarah has written for the New York Times, New York Magazine, Playboy. She crushes it and she writes a lot about dating sober and like relationships and things like that. And so not only did I want Sarah to come on, but someone actually reached out to me and they were like, you need to get this girl on your podcast. And I was like, that's my friend. It's so nice and so surreal. I'm so happy to be here. It was really exciting. Um, also, we just had to do this like 10 seconds of silence thing, and it was mm-hmm. so hard for me Same. to not speak. Was it hard for you? I was holding my breath, like yeah. trying not to make a sound. Like it was very hard. really difficult. Yeah. So I guess let's just start for people who don't know you. Okay. How old are you and where are you from?
1: I'm 30 years old. I'm from New York. I live in Brooklyn. Amazing and, Yeah. And uh, I grew up in New Jersey. And Which part? Uh, Northern New Jersey, Livingston.
0: Love it. Yeah. Oh, is that near Millburn Alley?
1: It is. Oh,
0: my God. Mm-hmm. The, Godfather the Godfather literally fucks me up. Yeah. Like, I think about it all the time. Yeah. Like, why isn't it on Postmates, you know? Oh, I wonder if it is there now. It's not. Because you know. they would have to, like, drive, like, right. and do tolls. All but, like, over. I would pay right. for the Me tolls. Too. Yeah. For sure.
1: So I grew up in New Jersey, and now my family and my parents are in the city, and I've lived here for, like, since college, like,
0: almost 10 years. Amazing. And— even though I know, what's your zodiac sign? I'm a Virgo. Okay. We love Virgo. And mm-hmm. what's your rising and moon?
1: I looked this up on my way here and then I forgot it. So let me come back to it in one sec. Okay. Yeah.
0: You have co-star no? Yeah. Okay. You're exactly. looking right now. I'm looking at okay, my co-star. We're, we're finding out right this moment. Yeah. So In real time. IRL. Mm-hmm. What are you? IRT. Yeah, um, I'm a Libra. You know this. I know this, but I mean, like your other things. I'm a Virgo rising and a Capricorn moon. Okay. Here. Okay. Let's see. So Sarah's an Aquarius rising, Scorpio moon. Oh wow, you and Adam are such a good match. Okay. So now, I mean, that's a perfect segue. So. What's your current relationship status? I'm
1: in a relationship. I've been dating my boyfriend for a little over a year, and we were introduced through a mutual friend. That's so interesting. Yeah. Who introduced
0: you? Um, (laughs) You. (laughs) I'm such a loser. Um, So I'm so excited because Sarah and Adam are like a successful couple that I set up, Mm -hmm. and Everyone's like always reaching out, like, oh, like I want to be set up. I want to be set up. It's like a feeling you have. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I remember exactly where I was. We Me were too. at Eva's kitchen. Yeah. And um, which is great, by the way, and like healthy and like reasonable. Yeah. And um I turned to Zara and I was like, are you single? Like you're so amazing. And she was like, Yeah, I actually like yeah, I am. And Adam at the time was my manager. And Like, all I really knew about Adam was that he's a cancer. Mm -hmm. And I had then just learned Sarah's a Virgo. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, first of all, compatible. But second of all, like, similarities. Just, like, random similarities, you know? Like, backgrounds and, like, this and that. And, like, both just, like, interesting people who, like, have a lot to say. Which, like, is so important. I feel like you can get bored of a partner if, like, they don't say anything. Very true. You know? Yeah. And it just, like, was a feeling. And and it was funny because our friend... Bryn was sitting with us, mm-hmm. too, and she was also single. Yeah. But I was like, no. She like, was like, I what just, about me? Uh-huh. And yeah. I, just, I just felt I felt him for you way yeah. more than for her. And then I set them up, and they were, like, obsessed with each other from day one. Like, they were—like, Adam would call me and be like, oh, my God, like, Sarah. <laughs> like, how'd you know that, like, she's someone that, like, I would like so much? And I didn't really know anything except for your signs and, like, a general yeah. gist of you guys. Well, that's what's so interesting when people ask us how we met. You know, you now you and I are
1: really close, but mm-hmm. we were just becoming friends. Right. And you and Adam had, like, just started working together. Right. And so I'm always curious, like, what it was that, like, made you set
0: us up. I don't know. You had a like, feeling. Was, honestly, I'm not going to lie. A lot of it was, was your signs. Yeah. Like, I was, like, Virgo Cancer, and I remember distinctly thinking to myself, like, my grandma and grandpa, my nana and poppy, who, like, were the cutest, most amazing couple, Aww. um, and Poppy's still around, but Nana passed away, yeah. our Cancer Virgo. And, like, wow. he was so good to her. And I just, like, knew Adam was, like, a mensch, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And that you were, like, always going to keep him on his toes. So <laughs> I I don't know. I just, like, I, comp- I in my mind, I compared you guys to my Nana and Poppy. That's so sweet, and I never knew that. Yeah, That's and, like, so I'm, like, nice. getting the chills about it yeah. now because
1: I was just, yeah, like. Yeah, so now a year later, we live together, and... You know, things are going well. Like, it's serious.
0: <laughs> I feel like every time I see you guys post on Insta, like, yeah. I'm looking for like, the ring. And, like, because it's always like such a cute couple's photo, right. like, on a mountain climbing. Right. And it's like, right. And, and it's like a long caption, long caption about no about engagement something. ring. And emoji. I'm like, and I'm yeah. waiting. You're waiting for the emoji. Uh-huh. Yeah. Hope you're enjoying the episode with Sarah. She is a boss bitch, and I love her. And something that Sarah has that I really wish I had is amazing hair. I have talked about it before, so you've probably heard me mention it. But The Way is literally my new way of life. Way was created by Jen Atkin, who you probably have heard of from the Kardashians. She's like the ultimate hairstylist, number one. And Jen wanted to spread the love. And so she created The Way and it's shampoo and conditioners for fine, medium, and thick hair formulated to be an all-in-one solution. So any concern you have for any hair type, you can optimize the health of your hair, which is really awesome. All the shampoos and conditioner are problem solution based, and there's so many options to choose from, but they all have the same outcome, healthy hair. I really think you're going to love it. The one that I use is the Fine Shampoo and Conditioner. It's got biotin in it, chia seeds, and keratin to reduce frizz and flyaways. So important. And I really want you to try it. I want you to experience the way, the same way that I have. And so for you, I have created a little code. It's just A-C-M-E. And you will receive three free samples with your order. So you just have to go to theway.com, T-H-E-O-U-A-I, theway.com and use code ACME. And you'll receive three free samples with your order when you check out. So ditch your hair vitamins and check out The Way.
1: Yeah. I mean, I remember in the very beginning when Adam and I were first talking, like I would just was so reassured by the fact you were like the person that could vouch for the fact that he wasn't a psychopath because right. I had been on so many bad mm. dates in sobriety and like pre-getting sober just right. with like crazy people or like people yeah. who worse weren't nice. I mean, you know, and so it was my first setup and mm-hmm. I was just like, okay, like at least Lindsay knows that he's sane.
0: Well, also you were in such an amazing, like open-minded mindset. Like I, was. I remember I I was like, he's cute, trust me. And, like, you just did. Yeah. You know? Like, you were like, okay, like, I'm I'm open to it. Like, yeah. You were – and I think that's, like, when we find, like, yeah. what's serving us is, like, when we're open to it. Like, you can't find something if you're, like, being picky or, like, no, like, they need to be, like, six, seven. Like, totally. Like, no, you're not going to find that. It's so funny because the week before that Sunday where you and I
1: talked – I had done this like manifestation class, Mm -hmm. which I had never done before. And it was hosted by this women's organization called Her. It was at the William Vale in Brooklyn. Yeah. And it was really cool. And it was led by this like manifestation, you know, guru. And she had us do this like guided meditation and visualization and how we see our life in like five years. And I just like saw myself in this like really loving relationship, which like I had never really been in before and had probably, and she talked about limiting beliefs. and like, what we don't think that we deserve, you know? And I was kind of like, well, based on my track record and the guys I'm going for, like, they're not that nice. Mm. So like, do I even think I deserve that? And it was this like light bulb moment where I was like, well, what if I just started like coming from a place of yes, and like thinking that I deserved a really loving, great relationship. And that was it. That was just like a fleeting thought kind of. And then like a week later, you mentioned Adam and I was like, okay. Like I was just was like, yeah, I'll yeah. just say yes. And, um, and yeah. And at the time he was living in LA full time mm-hmm. and I was in New York. And Right. So, and, I, and I
0: had said to you, I was like, mm-hmm. is, is it okay that like he, he lives in LA, but he's like bi-coastal. And you were like, yeah, like very open to yeah. it. Yeah. I was like,
1: that's fine. I like mm-hmm. doing my own thing. So like right. that might
0: actually be great. Like mm-hmm. a part-time
1: boyfriend, you know? Um, and then now we've had to like figure out what that looks like long-term, right. which is like right. still an ongoing thing.
0: But yeah, you introduced us like Thank you. We met at Acme. Such a happy, like, result for me and, like, a happy moment. I feel like Mm -hmm. I've actually introduced people before. I've talked about this before on the podcast, but I introduced a couple that I had never met either of them, Mm -hmm. and they're still together. Whoa. And I think that's so interesting to me. Yeah. But I also, like, I don't know them. So, like, I, I, like, follow them on Insta, and, like, I watch, like, but I don't know, that like, anything about their relationship, so this is like way more exciting to me. Yeah. Um, but obviously like I'm so happy for those people. Right. Um, but backing up so yeah. like pre-Adam yes. and like the whole sobriety journey. Yeah. So I I had actually um asked our listeners to submit some questions. So we'll go over some questions, but yeah. kind of like, can you take us through what the reasoning behind um wanting to get sober and like live a sober lifestyle came from? Yeah, totally. So I got sober at 28, and,
1: you know, prior to that, my drinking looked a lot like a lot of my friends did. Like, I wasn't a crazy partier in high school. I was, like, a pretty good kid and rule follower. And then um, when I went to college, I started drinking a little bit more, and just, like, I liked to go out and party, you know? And um, it was fun, and then it just kind of started getting less and less fun. Like, I was blacking out more. I was feeling... Like, my hangovers were lasting longer, and I just was, like, feeling awful all the time. Like, I remember being in New York. Like, I moved to New York right out of college and going out with all my friends all the time. Mm -hmm. And the first year and two, it was, like, still really fun. And then, like, around, like, 23, 24, 25, I was just, like, I felt very stuck, you know? I was, like, hungover all the time, and I felt like I was stagnant. Like, I would go on dates with guys and, like, have, you know, three drinks and, like, kind of just be, like, a mess and just feel like I wasn't really connecting with anyone. And Mm -hmm. um, I could never remember, like, what I had said or done. Like, you know, just, like, waking up in the morning being so embarrassed. Mm -hmm. Like, who did I text? And, like, who – like, what did I say? And I just, like, hated it. And I – definitely didn't want to stop drinking. Like I loved going out for drinks with my friends. It was like a, you know, it was a huge part of my social life. And I was so scared of what my friendships would look like without alcohol and like how I would date. Like truly, like I was so afraid, like how am I going to fall in love without that like storybook? I don't know what story this is in, but like some Uh story in my mind where Uh you're like splitting a bottle of wine and like talking all night and like you are just like, or like you're, in Italy together, like drinking. And, you know, I just like was like, I won't get to do any of those things if I stop drinking. Um, And so I was scared. And so for like 25 to like 28, I was like really trying to moderate my drinking, like, which for me was more uncomfortable than just like not drinking actually Mm -hmm. ended up being. Like I would just say, okay, I'm only going to have two or I'm not going to do shots or whatever. And it was really hard for me. Like I just Once I started drinking, like I loved how it made me feel. It made me feel confident and like pretty and like I could flirt with guys more comfortably, you know, and I just, I was really uncomfortable with myself without alcohol. And so like ultimately I would always end up having more than just like one or two. And um, I woke up like on a Saturday morning, I was 28, it was like a week after my birthday and I had gone out the night before and I had just said I was only going to have a couple drinks. I signed up for a workout class the next morning and like one thing led to another. Dinner like turned into going out and like going out turned into like more people coming over and we're all drinking in this like apartment and whatever. Long story short, I woke up the next morning. I'd like done something I hadn't wanted to do with a guy. I felt really embarrassed, really ashamed. And, you know, needless to say, missed my workout class, which like whatever, not a big deal, but like it was a big deal. Cause Mm -hmm. I was just like, I am done with this. Like another weekend that I'm just like lying on my couch, like hating myself, feeling so embarrassed, like, you know, wondering if the guy's going to like tell everyone what they're going to say about me. It just like wasn't how I wanted to live my life anymore. And so I just was like, I'm done. Like I i am done drinking. And I knew that I had to stop completely because I had tried for so long to like moderate, you know? Yeah. Um, and that was it. I just, that was my last drink and that was it.
0: That's so interesting because it was when I turned 28 right after my birthday also that I was like, this is not for me anymore. And I wonder – didn't know like, that. Do you think that it's – there's something to do with being 28 or just like – I don't know. I mean, I know that there's
1: like the 27 mm-hmm. club, right, where there's right. like all these people who have like Amy Winehouse and mm-hmm. like all these people who have like – Heath Ledger. Heath Ledger died at 27. Um, I don't know anything about being 28, but I do think that there's something about this stage of life where you kind of look around and like take stock of where everyone else is around you. You're getting closer to 30. For me, I know that like I had this idea of where I was going to be at 30, mm-hmm. you know, like sil- a silly idea like from when I was younger, but I was very far from it mm-hmm. at that place in my life. And I just felt like I wanted to remove any obstacles to it, to, you know, achieving my dreams and like being kind of where I wanted to be. And I had tried everything else. Like, I worked out all the time. I saw a therapist. I had taken antidepressants. Like, I was so willing to do whatever it would take except give up drinking. And, like, finally, I was just like, okay, I'm doing all these things and, like, still feeling the same way. So maybe alcohol is the thing that, like, should go.
0: It's so interesting because no one, like, listening, I mean, unless, like, they've gone through a similar journey where they realize, like, ever would want to give up. Drinking or smoking weed, or like these things that, you know, like that's just not our default to be like, oh, maybe it's this like party thing that I'm doing, you know, or like thing that I'm doing alone, shadily. Yeah. Like that's the last resort, you know? Like, I was doing the same thing. I was in DBT therapy. I was like, why isn't this working? Right. Like, it's so weird. Right. Like, I know I go home and I'm going to smoke a huge joint and like, forget everything I learned in therapy, but like, why isn't it working? I just, I don't get it. Like, I know when I'm not smoking, I'm so on edge and like, (laughs) I, I can't like do any of the things because like I have this withdrawal, like irritability, but like, it's so weird. It's definitely not the weed. Totally. Yeah. Like I had this very
1: structured life where, you know, and these were all the things I looked at to tell myself that I didn't have like a quote unquote problem, right? right? So like I had a job, I had a, I had roommates, then I had a studio, like, I worked out, I went to therapy, like I did all these things, you know? And so I was just like, I'm fine. Mm -hmm. And then after therapy on like Thursday, like I would have this like great week where I would like eat salads for lunch and like work out and go to therapy and like see my friends. And then like on Thursday, I would like go to happy hour or like go on a date and blackout. And I would just like light it all on fire, basically Mm -hmm. like all the progress that I had been making. And it was like this cycle that I was just trapped in but I was like it definitely can't be the drinking because everyone does it and all my friends mm-hmm. are doing it and this is the place where I like truly like feel more relaxed you know yeah. and so it was really hard it was a hard yeah. decision to make but I just was so done like I just was so desperate to like just not be hungover like it was very simple yeah. I just didn't want to be hungover and I didn't want to you know feel so awful from drinking and that was it I just started I didn't set out to like be Sober mm-hmm. and have this, and you know, I didn't think it would change my life the way it has. I really thought my life would stay exactly the same, maybe get a little bit less fun, but I wouldn't be hungover at least. And instead, my life has completely changed, completely opened up. Like it's been the best thing that I've ever done.
0: And also, you're like a an advocate for like living a sober life, which is so huge, and it's the most service that you could do to your community, you know? Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't
1: ever think I would talk about it publicly. Like Mm -hmm. I was so embarrassed when I stopped drinking. I felt like there was a spotlight on me all the time. Like Mm -hmm. I would be at a bar ordering a water and it was like, I felt like I was in a movie where like the record stops and the lights come on and everyone look at me. And I would literally like go to bartenders and be like, can you like give me a seltzer, but like make it look like a vodka soda with like me lines too. and like, you yeah. know, or like at weddings, like I would order drinks that looked like mm-hmm. how other people were being served. Like I was that self-obsessed, A, which is funny, and B, just embarrassed, like genuinely so scared. The truth is no one noticed. No one like gives a nobody fuck. cared. Like, like it was so funny to think about, but I needed to do it at the time. And, you know, I remember being at like an office holiday party where everyone was just like partying and drinking and having fun. And like, shots were being passed around and I like literally like took a shot and held it in my hand and just like spilled it on the ground. Like I was paralyzed. I didn't know Mm. what to do. Um, and so no one knew I would like pretend to drink on dates. I would pretend to drink at parties. And then, um, when I had about a year sober, I wrote my first article about dating and sobriety for the cut. And it was weird. It was just like, I had this idea for the article about like, I had just been thinking about how dating made me feel like an awkward teenager, which is what it was about. And, um, I'd always wanted to write and always loved writing. And I just was like, maybe I'll just like pitch it and see what happens. And I really didn't think too much about it. Like, Mm -hmm. I just thought it would be like a fun thing to do. I was still working full time, like in marketing. I was like, it'll be a fun thing to do on the side. And like, the response was just overwhelming. And like, it kind of went from there. But It's funny to think that now I'm so open about it, and I write about it because, like everyone in my life knows I'm sober. Because it was like my most shameful secret for a while, and now it's
0: the opposite. So let's see what people are asking. I'm dead. Um, Our friend Brittany says, "Who is the prettiest person you've met so far?" Oh my god, sobriety! I'm dying. That's so funny. Shout out, Britt. Brittany, Um, obviously, it's you, honey. Yeah. Okay. Do you only date other sober people?
1: no not at all um I actually haven't uh, I went on one date with a sober person but all of the guys that I've dated I've been sober for a little over two and a half years mm-hmm. and I've been in a relationship for a year um but was dating for a year before I met Adam all the guys I dated drank um Adam drinks mm-hmm. and you know it doesn't bother me to be on a date with someone who's drinking. I think that it's been a really interesting thing in a relationship with someone who drinks, just sort of like navigating what it looks like to like be at a wedding with your boyfriend when he gets drunk and Mm. like, you know, how that feels. Um, But for me, like other people drinking was never really like a trigger for me. Right. I drank because of how uncomfortable I felt in my own skin. And so like, I didn't feel like I only needed to date sober people to like be comfortable.
0: And another thing you mentioned real quick um, was how like no one noticed like ultimately. But mm-hmm. what was funny is that like I went through, you know, similar times when I stopped drinking. I actually think that if someone did notice, it was weird that they noticed, right? <laughs> totally, like, yeah. It might say so. like if you not drinking makes someone else feel bad, then, like, that's something to look into potentially, just, Mm -hmm. like, what why those feelings are coming up. So Mm -hmm. I think that's interesting.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I did go on one really weird date with a guy who was so confused why I wasn't drinking, and he Mm. was just like, what about, like, sangria? Like, what about, like, just tequila on the rocks? Like, you maybe won't (laughs) be as hungover. And I was like, no, I just don't drink. And he was, like, very,
0: like, just shook by it. Right. So that was our only date. Yeah, good. Yeah. Sounds like you weren't missing out. Um, after the first – oh, my God, this person doesn't get it. They said after the first sober date, do you drink for the second date? <laughs> <laughs> no. No, but babe. you know what's funny is um,
1: one of my friends who still drinks, who I used to go out and drink with a lot, she has, like, stopped drinking on first dates, like, mm. just because of my experience, or right. she, like, will only have one on a first date. And um, she says it's, like, really interesting. It, like, helps her stay clear-headed. You can, like, figure out if you like someone – much faster if you're not drunk on dates, like, one through four. A
0: hundred percent. I just said that recently on a IGTV. Do you tell, like, when you were dating before Adam, did you tell the guy before the date? Uh, in the beginning, no, because I was nervous. And then, yes, my, like,
1: preferred move would be, hey, just a heads up, I don't drink. Like, totally fine going to get a drink um, or, like, we can get coffee But it's better for them to know up front. And I had a few guys just, like, be like, okay, cool, no worries. And others, like, never answered
0: again. And Mm. I was like, okay, great. Did you find yourself replacing alcohol with anything when you decided to be sober?
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: Um, It varied. Sugar,
1: like, a lot of candy in the beginning, working out, shopping. um, And it kind of all, like, would come in different stages. But, yeah, in the beginning, I would say, like, I ate a
0: lot of gummy bears and, like, watched a lot of TV. Juicy fruit was my thing. Yeah. Um, how long did it take for you to feel comfortable and happy sober?
1: Um, I started feeling happier right away. Like, within the first couple of months, I was like, this is great. I don't feel like garbage all the time. Comfortable, probably like 10 or 11 months, honestly. Like, truly, truly comfortable talking about it
0: and just like being open about it. I love that. Yeah. Okay, let's go through some poll questions. They're mostly about corona. That's fine. Um, so we'll do some rapid fire. Okay. Do you have a corona buddy to self-quarantine with? Um, I guess Adam if he doesn't Definitely. go to L.A. Is it a red flag if you don't want to self-quarantine with the person you're seeing? Uh, maybe. Uh-huh. Yeah. If you live in NYC and work at an office, are you being asked to work from home? I'm, I'm a, a, a writer, writer so yeah. yeah, I always work from LA. This is definitely a no, but will you be going out for St. Patrick's Day? No. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think it's a bad sign if your significant other needs alone time once in a while? No, all? not at all. I need
1: so much alone time, and I love it. I and love it. Adam is super respectful of it, and that's, like, one of the things
0: I love most about him. hmm Is it refreshing or weird for someone to ask you out instantly on a dating app without talking first? Weird. I would feel like they were sending that to all the other girls that they matched with. Is it okay to make out with someone you're not seeing exclusively amidst the coronavirus pandemonium? Probably not. Is it important to define things with someone you're seeing to protect yourself from having to social distance from them?
1: (laughs) Um... I don't think so. I don't think you have to like rush having that conversation because of corona. Yeah. I feel like that's just like, well, like wouldn't into it be the great if it was like
0: a perfect excuse to be like, wait, <laughs> yeah, what are we? Like, what are I we need to know for my safety? For my health. For yeah. my safety. And yeah. Health. Significant other is looking for a new general doctor but refuses to go to yours, says uncomfortable. Agree or disagree? Agree. Really?
1: Yeah. I feel like you want to have like a private relationship with your doctor. Hmm.
0: It's interesting. Yeah. I don't, I don't necessarily agree. Like what I know that the doctor's not gonna tell you about Adam and Adam, but you know what I mean? It's like Yeah.
1: I'm just weird about that stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, like I just like having my own things, my own right, people and my right. own stuff. Like it's a I, weird. I thing. agree with that. Yeah. I
0: get that. Is now a bad time to propose considering the circumstances we're living in. <laughs> no. hmm What do you think? No. No. I think it it has nothing to do with proposing. Now's a bad time to get married. But not to propose. Um, Has Corona made you want to text your ex? No. (laughs) Okay. You? Uh, No. No. Definitely not. No. I think that,
1: like, Corona is becoming, like, a—I mean, in these situations, dating, it's becoming, like, a placeholder for, like, other things. Mm -hmm. Like, you shouldn't text your ex, like. Corona or no Corona, right? Unless you will really want to get back together, but like, don't use it as an excuse for bad right. behavior. Like don't
0: be Drake. Um, yeah. So we usually end our episodes with a quote or piece of advice that you have that has helped you, and I think that you're you have something. So I really want to hear it.
1: Well, I was looking for something on my phone, yeah, but now it's just like having this conversation. I right. think, I think like my biggest piece of advice that I'm just like keeping in mind. Um, with everything that's going on right now is to just, like, take it one day at a time. Like, just be calm. And, you know, the thing I, like, often say is just, like, it's not today's problem. Like, Mm. today, you know, like, we're fine. Like, we're safe. We have places to live. If you're listening to this podcast, like, you have access to, like, internet and, like, your phone. Right. We have food. Like, it's not today's problem.
0: Just, like, keep it in the day. I love that. Yeah. Amazing. Thank yeah. you so much, Sarah. Where can everyone you. uh, read your writing and um, potentially hear more updates about you?
1: My writing is all on my website at SarahLLevy.com. And you can follow me on Instagram at Sarah L. Levy. Or you can Google Sarah Levy
0: writer and yeah. her artist. Yes. Amazing. Thank, Thank you. you so much.